Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper, Handlebars and Controls. I'm Don Maeda, joined in Salt Lake City in our Airbnb by Michael Antonovich in the flesh. For real this time. Yeah, not on the phone. Chase Curtis next to me on the couch here. But because he's a weenie and had to go home to California to ride motocross, Alex Ray is on the phone. Yeah. Yep. So how's it going? How's it going, Ari? Are you riding today? Uh, no, not today. We just do. We just did a swift ride for like an hour and a half. I got some core work, but uh, hopefully heading to my spot state fair tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do some motos and just start getting more comfortable on outdoors. Mm-hmm. So the three weeks wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. It's never enough. All okay. Right. First things first. First on the agenda. Will you practice some starts this week, dude? Uh, yeah. 16th place start against the Barnes. Okay, so um, I think what happened was, I think I brought, because obviously with the, we're at elevation, bikes are a bit slower. I think I was slipping my clutch a little bit too much in practice. It felt fine in practice, but once we got to the heat race in LCQ, I think I had a bit of a burnt clutch. So that was my bad. Um, I didn't really relay the message to uh, my mechanic, and I just whenever the gate dropped, the bike just didn't go. I don't, I don't know. I just, I literally dumped the clutch, and the thing was just like, Ooh! so that was um, that was bad on my part. Just living to learn, I guess. Kind of sucks. You know what's but... funny is every week, you know, I'll be watching the LCQ, and I'll go, okay, there I get a good start. I know it's it hasn't been but, a good but, good year for starts. Burnt clutch or not, you're always back there. But dude, I know. And then it's like the the stages of emotion for me and LCQs are like, get a good start, eh, Ray. Fuck, he didn't get a good start, <laughs> dude. There's no I way know, he's it's... gonna there's no way he's gonna make it. Oh wait, here he comes. Okay, he's gonna make it. <laughs> so I mean, you barely came up short this time. But, yeah. You know, I think did you get held up by Raper a bit? I got held up by a lot of people. And then, too, with the elevation, we're obviously riding. Most of us are riding first and second gear. And there was a couple laps where I hit the triple in first gear. Oh, it was oh super my tight. Jesus. And then one one lap, um, I hit neutral before the triple, and I had to roll it. Oh. So there was, there was a few things that just sort of, you know, happened, I guess, that just, I don't know, just sort of set me back a bit i mean no one else to blame but myself i was the only one riding the damn dirt bike so hmm. have you it been sucks. evicted uh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we saw kenny taco bell walking <laughs> away from the stadium he goes he's gonna have to move out man <laughs> yeah did he let you have it yeah he, he he wasn't too stoked on me but you know it happens it's racing i guess yeah. living to learn <clears throat> just sucks that I'm 28 and I'm still learning. 
You never yeah. stop learning. A wise man always learns. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, dude, truck driver Taylor's driving up and down, you know, between Salt Lake and uh, Park City with the A-Ray Army 83 on his on his, uh, on his his truck. He, I know, and it sucks that I couldn't, you know, perform to my peak this past weekend, you know, to support my homie who was just driving the big rig. Yeah. But... I don't like this Dower A-Ray. I don't like this Down A-Ray because 314 Spider Energy A-Ray would have been just losing his mind to be <laughs> number 83 and have super fans like he has. Like, you're good. You did good. I mean, hell, that was, that was a good charge. You just ran out of time. And that was a hard track. Like, yeah, some of the yeah. mistakes that you made, too, you couldn't avoid. Yeah. You know, like, the track yeah. was super technical. People didn't see it. Super dry. And, and I don't know if you watched that LCQ, too. Chaos. Like, there was dudes going everywhere like seven yeah. deuce deuce rolled the triple then went left into somebody Dude, else that was gnarly and, right like there was a lot of carnage people landing on people just people landing on tough blocks and getting sketchy in the whoops i had that crash in the heat race yeah the whoops meant like they weren't tough but they were i don't know like i went through the whoops the one lap in the heat race and i hit an edge and it was like my bike is going left, and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And it just shot me off the track. Luckily, there was a tough block there that I landed on. But, dude, I don't know. Track was tough to pass. Um, everyone was doing sort of the same thing. There was a few different options in that long rhythm. But for the most part, I mean, it, there wasn't one rhythm that was significantly a shit ton faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you were triple-tripling through there or going on-off 3-3, three, three, it was within a half a second, I would I would say. So So how did the uh how did the heat race go? You got a bad start in that too. No, I actually got a decent start. I was up there like eight or nine. Uh-huh. And um yeah, like I said, I just I hit an edge in the whoops and went for a ride, bro. Mm. They never and touched those just, whoops, did they? I don't think they did, no. Yeah, those and I ended up landing on a tough block and yeah, just see you later. Hey, so your uh, your arch rival buddy Cade Clayson made it out of his heat race, didn't he? Yeah, he was a few spots in front of me off the start, and uh, and yeah, I mean it, he made it easy on himself. He's riding good, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay, props to him for this finale. We are bringing back the five hundred dollar A ray to the main from the heat. Carrot. Okay. Okay. Like Th- those always seem to uh, motivate you, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. I like those. <laughs> yeah, hey, thank hey, you guys. Tell me this: why why are there so many cowies in the LCQ? It's like, is it is the cowie like because it's you know it's obviously the Swatmore Live 450 bike of the year, but is it the easiest bike to make competitive for a privateer? Um, I would say no. I would say it's the contingency program that they have mm. uh, for Supercross because I think you do get money for night show and main event. Ah, oh, okay. How much do you make for making a night show? Shit, I think it's like three hundred bucks, two fifty. Really? Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a little bit of a pay there, and then if you make the main, it's it's a pretty good payday from from Kawasaki. So I know that their contingency program is good. Their bike is good. Um, you know, it's good stock. Comes with good suspension. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I think for the most part, it's the contingency aspect of it. And there's a lot of like. I mean, the privateer teams, your team, and then the PRMX. PRMX, I mean, they have, what, 
probably t- close to 10 riders between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I, and I think too, Cowie support, um, through the whole team green deal, like through a dealership, I guess is, is pretty, pretty good. Um, as well. Like, I don't know. They have like the whole demo program and everything. I don't know if any of the other teams get that or, or what we're, we have something set up, I think with Babbitt's, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Cowie's a good bike. So I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty decent, I guess you could say. I mean, I have no issues with it. I like it. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Is your is your contingency from Cowie affected when they give you, like, a bunch of clutches or a subframe or muffler bolts? Uh, no, I don't think so. But all the money from the Cowie contingency probably goes right back into my program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And pays for the subframes and the bolts and the mufflers. Do you have to turn that. your contingency over to SGB, or is that for uh, Alex Ray? No, that, that's for me. No, I don't have to. I don't have to do that. Thankfully, I think <laughs> I saw you use your Cowie contingency card to pay for breakfast at El Cerrito Cafe once. Oh yeah, yeah. I use I I mainly use my Cowie card for like food and and stuff like that. That's you know like. So I'll even use it for hotels and flights too. So it is accepted at Chick Fil A then. <laughs> yes, it is one hundred percent. Do you remember those old Honda, like Honda Bucks ads, where it was the Visa card and it'd be the dude? And this is old, so Avery would probably know about it. But it was Visa, and then the guy won, and then it told his price money, and then how he spent the money, like taking his check out. Mm-hmm. How he needs to do those ads with Avery? <laughs> yeah. Just have him all loved up with a chick, like, but a breakdown of. This is where his contingency went through parts and this and this and this and this. It would just say, like, Chick-fil-A, $14, windbreaker, yeah. $75. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bicycle 70. parts. <laughs> so, A-Ray, did you see that, uh, I think, what is that, my Instagram story? Instagram? I don't know. Uh, I'm walking the pits, and some guy walks up to me and pulls his mask down and goes, bro, it's kind of windy today. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that That's guy because I saw them getting yelled at for not wearing their masks, so they may or may not have been kicked out early on. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh. Dude. So, how was that track? It looked uh, normal. Like, in the How Was Your Weekend, a lot of guys were saying, hey, it was nice to get back to a normal Supercross track instead of these big old Atlanta Motor Speedway minute and 40 Yeah, seconds. honestly... I had a lot of fun on the track. I thought it, it flowed pretty well. It had a good set of whoops. Um, it was nice to get back. During qualifying, it felt like forever cause, uh, like, to get a fast lap because the last three races um, in Atlanta, the lap time was a minute, 40-something lap time. So oh, got six laps. we only had like four laps or some four or five laps in qualifying, and now we're having like 10 or 11 laps, and it's – holy cow, we have all kinds of time, you know, to get a fast lap. And, uh, yeah, that, that was like the main thing that stood out to me was like the time that we had on the tracks and the amount of laps that we were doing. Mm -hmm. How do you, uh, how do you attack a a qualifying session? Like, do you go out and roll around a couple laps, figure things out and then look for clear Um, traffic? A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people have different, um, different ways of doing it. Um, we, mainly go out there for the free practice it's eight minutes you just try to get all like the rhythms down and try to get a flow of the track hit the whoops see how they are um angles how you want to hit the corners um different rhythm lines 
everything like that. And then the first time qualifier, usually try to put like do two on one off, two on one off. And then the third practice mainly just try to freaking set a heater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? But this past weekend they did some work to the track and the, the last qualifying practice was actually a little bit slower. Mm. So I used that last practice sort of just to get a little bit more comfortable on the track and look at different things and, uh, and try different lines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hey, how was that, that last practice? I did. I did see you guys on the side of the track. Just yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> how was that long rhythm section? Cause I know in a uh, press day, uh, quite a few riders were complaining about it. I think the transitions were a little steep and close together. So did they mess with that at all or was it still kind of sketchy? They added a, um, it wasn't too bad. I think they added a lot of dirt um, or a bit more dirt to the track because there were some people that were complaining. Um, I guess what Dirtworks is trying to do is they're trying to make the jump steeper and sharper mm-hmm. to slow these guys down a little bit because obviously you don't want to have a 30-second lap time you know, in a short stadium like that. I mean, it's a small, small stadium and we've had – short lap times there before. So I think that's sort of what they were trying to do um, and give the guys a little bit more options so they don't freaking come out of the corner and just quad, 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 because we are on 450s and they are pretty damn fast. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's what they were trying to do. Um, a few guys complained. And I think they did uh, fix it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, for the most part, it wasn't that bad. We still had some crashes in that rhythm. I guess you guys – no, I mean, yeah. Christian crashed in there, and then also Sexton. But Cole. Sexton, he came out of the corner and just wheelied into the face. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. And then Cole had to get off and press day there. And that kind of yeah. set the tone for his whole weekend after that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah Colt seemed a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Very or, apprehensive. Or, yeah. Did yeah. we ever hear if he maybe tweaked something and was, like, a little uh, not feeling mm. too hot, or was it just all mine? Yeah, I didn't hear anything. But um, so Ari, you're using first and second gear out there. You said right, first and second. I mean, I was actually hitting the whoops in third. Wow. But yeah, um, there. I mean, when you're at elevation like that, your bike is so much slower. Is it, is it a lot slower? Yeah. So we usually can that we, be overcome with like, uh, mapping. Yeah, it could be. Um, you know, I mean, we obviously SGB, we don't have that many resources. We have a few, but um, I changed to the, I think, white clip, mm-hmm. which, was, which was like a bit leaner. Yeah. And then um, we went up a tooth on the sprocket. I was running like a 1351 normally. So I went up to a 52. So that helped a bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, with it, with the elevation, it just, your bike still like kind of hits, but then it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like suffocating for air. I guess it's not getting enough air because it's so much thinner up there. So um, it is a bit tougher. You just got to hit some of this stuff in first gear, which is kind of sketchy. But I mean, for the most part, a lot of us do it. A lot of us do it. Well, so if you were in first and second, third in the whoops, do you think uh, Entignap, Heartraft, and uh, Anstey were in fourth and fifth? (laughs) Dude, I have absolutely no idea. They're 1457, dude. <laughs> Anton goes, dude, their sprocket looked like a pizza pie plate. <laughs> yeah. Dude, thing looked like it weighed 14 pounds. Where we were dude. where we were setting, like right before that end zone triple, uh, Deuce Deuce came through, and that rear sprocket <laughs> filled up just as much as the rear wheel. Like, yeah, it was awesome. It's crazy. I don't understand how that thing doesn't drag the ground in the ruts. <laughs> dude, it almost has to. It almost has to. Do they have to take the chain guide off? <laughs> dude, now, I don't know. 
Swap, maybe that's a question for you. Why, I mean, obviously that's something that, that Clark Jones over there um, sort of, I guess, would Came up with. venture to. Yeah, yeah. So that has something to do with the way the bike reacts. and Yeah, chain torque on right? the suspension, yeah. Okay, so what does that do versus a like a normal gearing that's a 1353? It's supposed to level the bike out more, right? Or keep it from Yeah, because then it up, wouldn't be so abrupt. Binding like, up as much. But mm. I, I don't know. A 57-tooth sprocket. That's, that's a bit aggressive, hey? Maybe they're going to head from here to like some mud tractor pull or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just run teeth nuts. along the rim and just make a giant, <laughs> giant chain. Hmm. But, yeah, that was interesting because I don't know why. I just kind of blanked on uh, the bikes being underpowered this weekend because then we saw that. Anton, I think you said something about it at dinner. And then um, I overheard Varese and his dad talking. And I, I guess Varese, they went to mess with the bike and they were like, oh, wait, we've been running the, the high altitude setting in the all, all year. So, yeah, so a couple of guys were like, oh, crap, we don't know what to do from here. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, Avery, was it – okay, so you spent all this time up here last year. Was it easier to come back and get adapted to it or because you yeah. guys are flying in and out, it's not so easy? I mean, it's – usually if you can just fly in and fly out, it won't affect you. But if you're there for like an X amount of days and then go home, it'll it'll probably affect you a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, Bowers, he was, he was pitted with me this past weekend. He flew in, what? I think, at midnight – yeah, he flew in at midnight because he gets real bad altitude sickness. Oh, he said so about like halfway through the main event, he was getting sick. Mm. And yeah, that's what happened so. to Jason too. That's Jason what the pressure he said. Yeah, that's why oh, okay. he faded off. All right. Oh, I don't know, man. Because our first day up up the hill on the bikes, I was coughing up my lung. I feel like you've Dude. gotten worse though. Yeah, because I went home. Yeah, and came back. <laughs> Yeah, you might be worse next week, Ray. Letting you know. No, well, I'm flying in late on on Friday, and then I should be fine. The yeah, amount of time fine. he's going to spend in a plane this week, like he's high altitude, Ray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, dude, I'm a mile high, dude. So I guess the first uh, the first heartbreak of the weekend was uh, Christian. Yeah, breaking his uh, fibula. Such a bummer. Fibia, fibula, fibula, fibula. fibula. Yep. Yeah, broke his fibula. You know, in that practice crash, I, I just can't believe That's he tried bummer, to race, man. you know, but like, yeah, yeah. I didn't see because I was shooting photos over by the finish line. So by the time he came to me, he was already no way, mm-hmm. you know, given up, pulled off. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Was it his right or his left? Um, I think it's, a, it's his left. It's, okay. Because yeah. yeah. the fibula controls all your, your ankle movement, basically. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah I don't, would, they say the fibula is a non-weight-bearing bone of right. the two bones in your leg. Yep, because a small one. I broke mine at a big six Grand Prix, mm-hmm. and uh, I was scared to tell tell the family I broke my leg because I was going to Japan next weekend. So I I cut the thing off and I duct taped my calf. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, I wasn't racing Supercross. I was just yeah. walking around. But. Uh, yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, well, that's an interesting one because it could. I mean, we saw. I think he posted a picture of the X-ray, and it was. It wasn't like a crazy fracture; it was a mild one. Yeah, but, but dude, uh, his leg was so swollen yeah. in the pictures. Mine yeah. didn't swell up like that. I think he said he sprained his ankle, ankle too. too. Yeah, because okay, yeah. 
Because the crash was a good one. Yeah. I mean, he knew he wasn't going to make it, and he bailed. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he jumped up, he hobbled off. Like, there Mm -hmm. was no trying to put his foot down. He knew he did something. Jumped off one-legged to the side of the track and then got carted off. And then if you rewatch the race like we did last night, you can see he never walked the bike down. Like, when he came down to staging, he leaned it up against the wall and rode it out. And then he just kind of feathered the clutch all the way till he got to the starting line with Rankin. Mm -hmm. Never walked. And pretty much at that point, you're like, yeah, this isn't Mm going to go well. Um and then that second rhythm lane, when he kind of cased into that first jump, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, that had to hurt so bad. And yeah. you knew it was done then. Yeah. That's a big bummer. Hopefully, I mean, he's he's already posted. Uh, he's getting x-rays or whatever mm-hmm. for the evaluated today. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, he kind of hinted at maybe racing this weekend, which is kind of yeah, gnarly. Are, I don't understand sure? that. I thought he – when he said, I'll see you on this date, he was saying May 29th. Op- opening. Yeah, but this weekend's May 1st. Oh, yeah, just yeah. kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're lost. Yeah, we're lost on days. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, though. I mean, I don't know. If it's just a fracture, it could heal enough. I mean, with all the mm-hmm. it's like technical G-Wiz stuff that Doc G has, he can make a bone heal Well, he has faster. Jagger now, too, with his little... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Christian this summer to see him on the 450. I think uh, he's got good potential there. Hopefully, he's close to 100% by the opener. If anything, this could actually help him because now he won't just try to like do way too much leading up to it and then blow himself out before he gets to the first race. He'll kind of come back and just mm-hmm. build in like he'll re- fully rely on like natural talent and memory mm-hmm. on that 450 once those first races start. Yeah. yeah. He's been looking amazing on the 450 as well. Mm-hmm. Ari, did you ever see him at any of the tracks during the three weeks? Uh, No. I mean, I mainly just stuck to state fair. Um, like Tuesday, Wednesday, I was, uh, they were riding a lot of supercross, I think at Yamaha mm-hmm. yeah. whenever no, we were at before, some of the track. So, yeah. Well, no, cause they spent a lot of time at Fox raceway before that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he um, I didn't really that. see anyone over there, but I mean, I definitely heard that he was ripping. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, there's two very exciting things for me. The only thing that could have made Saturday night better was if your ass was in the main air, right? But, yeah, but know. you know, like uh, seeing Malcolm get third and seeing Joe win his first race, those are all pretty awesome. awesome. I talked to Joe, uh, you know, during the break a little bit, and we we discussed how uh, Hammerker had won as a rookie, and he's all pressure now. I'm the only guy on the team, you know, that's racing that hasn't won yet this year. So for him to come here and, and win like that was awesome. I saw him on Everyone the, uh, on that team has won a race except for Fortner. Jordan Smith. Yeah, yeah Jordan. Jordan Smith. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the two highest paid guys, I would assume, on that team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good year for Mitch, though. I mean, hell, they had to get five guys just to yeah. avoid situations with guys going out with injury, and this is what they get. Played out. <laughs> and would you think that, like, the rookies that won this year of Hammaker and Thrasher, guys that, like, in February were not doing too – or late January not mm-hmm. doing too hot yeah. would be the guys? Yeah. 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 So I was on, uh, Joe was on my plane back. You know, I flew home for the Bell Moto 10 intro. And then I flew back Thursday night to Salt Lake, and he was on the plane with me. And uh, it's been kind of like the ongoing joke with us, like, hey, Joe, be a dick. Quit being a nice Japanese boy. You need to be more aggressive and believe in yourself and be an asshole when you're racing. And so we're in the rental car uh, bus going Mm -hmm. back. I was like, how's it going to go this weekend? And he just gives me the finger. And I'm like, okay, that's what I want to see, right? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah. Was a, uh, that was a good race, man. He, he held tough. I think he really needed to 
I think if he didn't hit or, you know, block pass Moseman back, Moseman. I think that would have changed the whole race for him. Because, I mean, Moseman may have faded or done something kooky and mm-hmm. given the lead back to Joe, but I think that would have flustered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think yeah. that, like, Moseman took so much time and energy, like, trying to race with dudes. And he, he was going yeah. for it. But then once but the, Chad got the, into the things it, that the things that Mosman was doing, it was just it was dumb because it was just ruining the whole next section. What he was mm-hmm. doing, he was just sort of dive bombing, and he didn't really have a plan. You yeah. know what I mean? That that's sort of what it seemed like to me. Like he would he would come in like way too aggressive, and then it would just ruin the whole next section, and he would lose that time to Joe, and have to exert so much more energy to catch back up to him. Um, and that allowed Jet to catch him as well. So, I don't know. Props, props to Joe though, because he had pressure from, I mean, Moseman. He had pressure from, from Jet. Jet, and he just never, he never cracked. And that's mm-hmm. awesome, I think. Yeah, man. How hectic were the lappers in dude, that race, especially dude? through like, that rhythm lane? I, I feel like they lapped some people like three times. Yeah, they did. Yep. Oh. I like I like Jet just coming into the corner behind the dude. Wide open. <laughs> Wide open. Oh, dude. You know, uh, when Joe was lapping Rod Bell, I'm going, Rod Bell, you better not fuck this up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, thinking not, in my bro. head. <laughs> but yeah. I liked the second time when they lapped Rod Bell, he just flew off the track. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. And then uh, – the, the funniest thing about Rod Bell this weekend was he's on the starting line for the main event. And I'm off to the side, and he's, like, waving at me. And so he catches my attention. And I'm like, what's up? And he's, like, pointing his hand, like, over, like, as if saying tomorrow. And then he does his hands, like, pedaling. And then he has his hand going left and right, like, bobsled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like before the sight tomorrow, lap. dude. Yeah, he's already lining up the mountain bike ride the next day before the sight lap. But, uh, yeah. What else? What was your favorite thing, Anton? I mean, that rate, like that 450 main event was great. Mm-hmm. You always, I mean, both main events were good. You always want to see stuff like that, especially for the lead. Um, but Malcolm, like obviously Malcolm, because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that there, with the exception of A-Ray, there's nobody in the sport that's done more for Swap Moto Live in the last two years than, than Malcolm has as a racer. Mm-hmm. And we all know how much like this has been coming and he's in like a really, really crucial time. You know, he's at, he's in the last days of a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to get a result. There's a lot of people that have been watching him. So for him to do it that way, uh, especially after all these years and all the talks that all of us have had for him and to see how much this means and then how the crowd got into it. Like that was, I think everybody's favorite result of Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was cool to see that like he really didn't walk into that. Yeah, sure. Oh, Ken dude, went he down, came from but he was flying another all lap day. He could have gotten Eli in the heat race or put a move on him or yeah. tried. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you look back at the photos in, because they didn't really show too much of him at all on, on TV. The broadcast, yeah. But if you look at the photos, he's right there. Like yep. he yeah. was closing in, and that that's pretty impressive to catch because Marvin was way ahead of Cooper and Ken was way ahead of them. So when Ken goes down, then Marvin gets it. He pretty much latched onto Cooper and then just followed them from a pretty far distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he's within a few, I mean, within a few seconds all the way around the track. Yeah. Yeah. He was so happy. I've never seen him smile that big. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and, and especially, too, like, everybody always, like, bags on, like, oh, Malcolm's not fit. He doesn't try. 
I mean, A-Ray would confirm to this. This is probably one of the most physically demanding ones because, you know, you're at altitude. Mm -hmm. There's really no break on that track. And no. he went the full distance. You know, yeah, he he's had a couple things lately. Like, if you watch his GoPro stuff, he does make mistakes like 12, 15 minutes into a race and then kind of fades off. Like, he cased a triple at Atlanta and then let a bunch of guys go by. But that was a steady, like, 25-minute moto. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to I, – dude, props to Star. I know we heard some um, AP maybe wasn't the happiest with the bike, but to see Malcolm out there and Ferrandis as well. Dude, like, Ferrandis that bike looked amazing. Yeah, and to see where they're at right now then compared to last year here, I mean. I mean, for the whole team, yeah. Yeah. The 450 especially, like you said. But then, like, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed that they're probably going to win two 250 class titles. Yep. Think about how many – people that they brought in this year and how much of a you know responsibility it was to be the 450 team and the 250 team and to move to florida and to have all these guys mm -hmm. and they never wavered you know and yeah. i think a lot of people were expecting them to have like an implosion at some time this year yeah totally mm -hmm. so uh marvin Muscan wins the first one since 2018 i think right mm-hmm and his houses were getting he said uh, 19 19 yeah 19 he won <clears throat> he won salt lake here in 18 mm-hmm but uh, he he looked a lot better than he has all season. Obviously, um, Cooper closed in. Did you ever think in your head, like, I wonder if there's like a team? That's why I went down there? to the mechanics area to watch the pit boards. Uh, see <laughs> like Jay like, let <laughs> let yeah. Cooper by. Yeah, spelled wrong B Y E. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I thought because you know they were in enough of a position. Like three three points is a big deal, especially at this time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and he – that was a straight-up race for both of those guys. Yeah. I like the big taunt over the finish line. I thought his head was going to snap off mm -hmm. like the exorcist. You know, he turned – he whipped it big and looked backwards. Like, I don't know how he did it like that. <laughs> I was expecting a heel clicker, but – Yeah, same. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, he knew that he was too close because he dive-bombed yeah, yeah. into that last corner, like, just trying to keep as far ahead of Cooper as he could. Yeah. So there was no setup to, like, get his legs over the bars. I think a heel clicker would be worse than the taunt. Like, if I was Cooper and Marvin did a heel clicker in front of you, I'd be pissed. That'd be payback for what he did to Kenny last year. He would know how it feels. Remember when he threw yeah. that big taunt at him at yeah. in the heat race? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, good for Marvin, man. Has anyone addressed the neck brace thing with him? I know they're talking about it on TV and stuff, but. Well, we haven't really had the chance to talk to him. Yeah. And then the press conference that they haven't posted yet was just a disaster on Saturday night. Yeah. And so, a lot, I mean, A-Ray knows this. A lot of 450 guys were flying home. A lot of dudes were on flights Saturday right after night, the race, yeah. which is crazy, you know. I mean, but that that shows how yeah. good it is for everything hip, up here. Um, and we barely got to talk to Marvin. And you know, Marvin wants to talk to everybody. He'll say mm. everything. He'll tell you <laughs> how every lap of a moto went. And I think he maybe said like three sentences because he was going through security and then boarding and everything else. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his how was your weekend that he sent was two videos long. Was it really? Yeah, nice. I, had to, I had to splice them together. <laughs> but nice. he didn't he didn't say anything about the neck brace though but i have to wonder about that because he's been he's been one of the og guys mm -hmm. in elliott brace and he's never wavered and i mean i don't know does he feel like he rides better without it or do you feel he I mean, looks he definitely different? looks more comfortable he does he well does he has different. a chest protector on underneath now yeah i don't think he did before uh i think he always has it's always been a liat one really uh-huh because he's still like pretty liat yeah through all of that um but it just seems like even his shoulders like move yeah. up more. Like he's mm -hmm. he's instead of just being so like droopy, it just seems like he's way more attack position. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. I'll have to send him a text and ask him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, ask him to go take my dog for a walk. <laughs> Hi, Swap Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. This is what sets Arai apart. This is Arai. Who does Ken Roxon, Chase Sexton, Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, Mitch Evans, and four-time world champion Tim Geiser turn to for power? Yoshimura, since 1954. Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, what's up guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T-Shirt Printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team t-shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaT-ShirtPrinters.com. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at GuiltlessFoodCo.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, 
we become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. Swap, <laughs> you're on freaking Pulp MX tonight, dude. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, is Anton going with you? It depends. It depends. We got to see how this uh, uh, wraps up. Oh, I got you. <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, hey, hey, did you notice that I look sicker in my picture than Cade looks in his? Yeah. Well, Cade Cade sent a picture to the group chat this morning of me flipping over the handlebars at Glen <laughs> Helen. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was not a very good photo of Cade, but whatever. That was just payback for what he sent this morning. And then I also sent another video of Cade um, in the group chat, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I have to send you this picture of Cade because it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I liked in the uh, my Instagram post of the truck, the A-Ray Army truck, he commented, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, oh, I missed man. it. Did you wear the uh, – did you wear the, the – neckerchief thing on the line uh i did not no i just wore my helmet the whole time i should have oh because kate K- texted me this morning and said what no neck buff for me did he see you have it or something yeah i showed him that i had one i was like yeah as soon as he seen that you we, he had a pulp mx one then you made the swap moto live one yeah okay okay that's what it is yeah, yeah. He, he don't get one no he don't get one no he's not swap moto live <laughs> but uh <clears throat> i think if he started yeah, wearing man, I, one people would accuse you of like hijacking oh, another trying, guy yeah. yes yeah <laughs> yeah just constant know. recruiting but dude was it just me or was there it was just a lot closer better racing this this weekend than dude it was yeah. awesome way better really good this is the best one yeah i liked to. it <clears throat> yeah like the speedway stuff was cool just to watch you guys like just send it you know to be there and watch how fast you guys are going through stuff but I mean, the whole race dynamic is completely, completely different. It was like watching guys race in a garage at that point. I mean, do we talk? Do we talk about Kenny washing the front? Yeah, and that was blowing a, it. That was a. Uh, oh, okay. So, as someone who's washed the front before, what happened to him? And especially that turn. So, okay, so that actually happened to me at one of the shit. What was it the Houston rounds? He just came out of the corner, and it's like his front wheel wanted to get out of the rut, but it didn't. And it just started folding and it just kept like, it looked like he just, he didn't turn. He just kept turning or whatever. Like, but once your wheel starts to fold like that, your tire does, mm-hmm. it's hard to get the front end back straight. And you're just sort of falling at that point. Yeah. It looked yeah, like a Moto t- GP, I mean, like low side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the track, it looked super, super tacky, but it was not, it was slick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to be on your toes in a few of the spots so you couldn't, like, 
I don't know. They they over. I think they overwatered at the beginning of the day, and it was overcast the whole day. Mm-hmm. But they, they had never to, really dried out. Yeah. It was then, so dry on Preston. Preston was horrible. Yeah, they had yeah. to do that because otherwise, you guys. I mean, and probably this Saturday, you guys will be down to Blue Groove. It was so dry yeah. on on Saturday or on Friday that you guys would have been wow. pissed off about. And it was else. windy. It, it was all windy on on race day morning. Like mm-hmm. it was pretty windy. So I feel like if it was any drier, wow. it would have dried out quick. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, man, the the track it was pretty deceiving. It looked pretty tacky, but it was not. It was very very slick for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, on that Kenny thing, so I didn't even know that he went down. So I'm standing right there in the whoops, and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm shooting the other rhythm wing, like the that three, the two three or three two or however guys were doing it in. And uh, out of nowhere, I just feel all this dirt and like rocks hit my face and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then I look down and then he's down. So when his rear, when he spun out and his rear tire caught the ground and threw Roostel at me, and I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> but then he got up quick and yeah, got like going again, but it was, yeah. And I think that that kind of shows like when tracks are 48 seconds, you can't make a mistake. It's over yeah. at that point. At yeah. least when he made a mistake in Atlanta, you had some time to get going and regroup again. And there was none for that. Like as soon as he got up, he was zapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then Dylan got him a couple laps later. Yep. And Sexton helped and him off. Two crashes for Tomac in, in the main event, too. Yep. Yeah. Very wow. uncharacteristic. The, the the second one was pretty big. He, he in that 333 on the far side, mm-hmm. he landed on the tough blocks and just biffed it. I mean, he got off pretty gracefully, but I mean, it looked pretty gnarly. Mm. What'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of Tomac's kid, eh, Ray? The world champion cyclist kit? Yeah, it was sick, right? Yeah, I, I liked it, yeah. yeah. It's funny because he, I saw him wearing that, and I was like, oh, well, that's like a UCI thing, right? But then he's he's technically, he's also FIM World Supercross champ. Yeah. So he's a world champion, too, like his dad. So, like, I mean, Johnny T has worn that rainbow jersey many times. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was something cool that they did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. So... What do you want to talk about? What? What? Uh, no, I'm good. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to pull anybody out. They, everybody knows. Everybody knows already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, no. Nah, what? Gonna... Dude, no, no, <laughs> no, because that's just gonna cause us more shit later on. Yeah, we'll talk about it off record, Ray. You probably already know. Well, no, it's not that. It's it's not about the subject. It's about the the dumb caption that was written. Yeah, I'm good. we didn't do it we didn't do it we didn't fuck up nothing on my part yeah yeah anyhow what else man i i I really like the alpine stars limited edition gear yeah all their kits the swirly stuff i like the white and pink better than the blue yeah Mm. yeah um i don't think you should wear that mayhem jersey anymore oh yeah not the white no 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 okay stick to prodigy Or hardware, I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. And then uh, you guys have have some SGB team orders in the main event, like where Smith just has to get out of your way when you're coming. <laughs> he didn't hold me up too bad. Yeah, but still, it's like, you know, he's out. He's out there. He's getting some TV time. But like, get the fuck out of the way. The A Ray Army's coming through. I mean, dude, like, honestly, I mean, he's actually been riding pretty well the last few weeks. Um, he's in that Pulpamex challenge. Uh, you know, he's trying to he's trying to gain some points on that Nick Schmidt guy. So, um, yeah, he's sort of 
I don't know. He ate shit in the whoops though in the LCQ. Apparently, I didn't see it. Um, I'd already gotten by him, but I heard he just endoed in the whoops. Mm. What was uh, AJ Cat in the LCQ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did he have his GoPro in his mouth? Mm. Probably. Uh, I think he went down. He got like six go- he's got like six GoPros attached to him at all times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One on the swing arm. Vlog life. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why was yeah. Nick Schmidt in A practice? Oh, yeah. Uh, he qualified very good at the Atlanta 3. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was pretty good there. Hmm. It's been weird. There's been a lot of back and forth because, like, Bowers asked to drop down to B group at one point in time. What? Yeah. Hmm. And then Benny, got uh, he wanted less dudes so he could actually, oh. like, try to get clear track. Uh-huh. And then uh, Benny Bloss had to do it in B group too because he had missed races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it make a big difference, A Ray? Like, would you rather be in um, one group or the other? I honestly prefer to be in A A group, just because I feel like that's where I belong. That's where I need to be. I'm in there with better guys. I feel Damn like I straight. can I can Three push I can push off of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just I I don't know. They change the rules on that shit every weekend. It kind of like one one weekend they'll go off qualifying, then the next weekend they'll go off points, and then it, I don't know. It's it's back and forth. I don't know their whole logistics of it or whatever. They're, then they try to keep it even, like same and same, and then there's more people in B and less people in A. There's only like 17 people in A and 21 people in B this past weekend. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. It's dumb. Yeah, hey, I just had a thought. Um, you know, you're sponsored by Risk Racing, right? Oh, yeah. So, do you have one of those gates, starting gates? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, next year, we're going to get, we're going to build you a grate. I have a grate. <clears throat> he has one. His dad built him one. Dude, he don't use it. Yeah, dude. Come on. Bro, I use it. Well, I was going to say, we'll get you a grate, and we'll buy you like a 12-pack of clutches or something, so you can just practice starts all the time. Dude, the 12-pack of clutches would be dope. We need to get them one of and those. Honestly, and honestly, too, like that's why I haven't practiced that many starts this year. Because they eat clutches, right? Because it eats up clutches, and I can't find any clutches for the stock uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, I've been running I've been running the recluse torque drive mm-hmm. uh, in my in my practice bike, but I had to go back to the stock one just because of there's no clutch baskets in the US. It's hard to get parts and I went through um like the inner hub and stuff um on my bike. So I had to switch back to the stock clutch and there's just no parts. So that's sort of how I'm I don't know. It just sucks. Hey, is I'm that- on clutches. Has that been a common thing this year for everything? Like, I know tires yeah. are kind of getting hard to come by, but is there stuff that you're just like, wow, I really have to conserve now because we're not going to get it at all? I bought the last crank in the U.S. off of Rocky Mountain, I think, the other day. <laughs> Did you really? Jeez. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's tough. We have to we have to really be careful with what we're doing. And me being hard on equipment, it's just make, making it that much tougher. Mm-hmm. Well, what is uh, what's twenty two looking like so far? You think you'll be with SGB again? Uh, I don't know. I I hope so. Um, I don't really know. Uh, we're we're working on things. That's for sure. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to grow as a team, and uh, I would like that's where I would like to be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, nothing's really set in stone yet. I heard there is some fireworks after the race. Fireworks. Yeah. Rod Bell no. said you and Jason were, were screaming or something. 
No. No? No. It's all puppies and hugs? Yeah, I gave him a hug before I left. All right, that's good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's good, that's good. We like Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like before we end this thing, we got to talk about Sabachi. Because he was slamming the mat, going really fast. Yeah, he was flying. Yeah. Did he find something on the bike? Do we know? He's been working more. Um, so, like, the whole move for them to go from Tallahassee, like, he star buying Ricky's place. Has yeah. put, like, a whole chain of events down for a couple guys, and he's one of them. So, he had no place to ride in Tallahassee, so they bought a house in Claremont. He's riding at uh, 83 with Jason. Him and Jason are good friends anyway, and kind of similar build not similar riding style but like smaller skinnier guys uh same with marvin too so he's been working to find out more and more stuff on the bikes like they're getting closer he's working more with the wp people to see like a good setup Mm -hmm. but i think like the other thing is too he's kind of broken away from being afraid of hurting his ankle like i talked to his Mm -hmm. wife for a pretty long time and i talked to him back in atlanta and it's been just building 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 but there was so much apprehension about getting hurt again because that ankle break in australia was so bad like that that took a lot to come back from and then the jgr thing last year no time to ride the bike and not being set up that well for him Mm -hmm. pretty bad results and then to come into this year he's done enough uh i think to earn himself some continued time at ktm i think that they're going to look after him because i mean that's what they did anyway that's why he got that ride when baggett left like he's been ktm's guy for decades yep he was orange brigade kid so they just put him right in sweet is there any news or murmurs about baggett like i mean we all heard that Mm. he was going to come back for outdoors but i don't think anything's going to happen on this one and they're in california now like they're not in florida um there's a bunch of people that keep saying that he's going to do this beta thing like, if Beta comes in 2022. Oh, that factory team? But the infrastructure and, like, who has any of that right now is yeah. so far to say. And then could you really take a year, a year and a half off and then come back and still be as competitive or even want to do it? So, I, I don't know, especially at that late in your career. Yeah. And on a bike that's not really proven. proven. They'll yeah. have this year in the MXGP series to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, too, it's going to be different. Yep. You know, they're not going to have a works bike over the, here. The beta yeah. is race proven. Anton raced a beta at Day in Day the Dirt, dirt. in like Every 19 class. classes. Yes, mm-hmm. but I rode that bike like a month after you, and I would say it's not trail proven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll make your hands go to sleep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's pretty sad, though. Like a guy is highly decorated as Baggett to just retire like this. Yeah. Well, and like it, Marty, too. It sucks for Martin yeah. because, you know, like he knew he was going to quit anyway. He's getting yeah. older. But then to not have a farewell race, like you get a broken collarbone and then you get your last two races from your career just taken away from you, it sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, I think it's part of it. I think that guys know, I mean, you never know when your last race is going to be. You don't want to think about that mm-hmm. because when you do start thinking about that, that's when you need to quit racing is exactly. what everybody says. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just a weird year. And I think yeah. too, like there's even more stuff that's going to happen. I think going into next year, when you see these long-term contracts like AP, Anderson, whatever Malcolm gets, EY, I really wonder how many more guys are going to keep doing it or how many yeah. more spots there's going to be because, I mean, Avery, I don't know about you guys. Like, you you love what you're doing, but I'm sure there's a lot of other dudes that are like, man, if there's not a lot of opportunity, I'm not going to keep killing myself and burning all my money. There's mm-hmm. a, there's, I've talked to a, quite a few guys this season that have said, if this doesn't pan out this year, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, big bummer for Marty. That was a heavy hit, too. Yeah. That was a scary one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it did not look good. No. Mm-hmm. And he was out for a while. Yeah. yeah. Like, over a minute, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that he was on his phone typing a farewell post the same day that yeah. he got hit his head. 
Probably like the last time I got knocked out, you guys made me stay off my phone for like three Yeah, days. but you started calling everybody, and we were very <laughs> concerned because you had whacked yourself in like that brand new helmet, and we were like, oh, God, damage control. Don't let him say anything too much yet. Yeah. Jeez, uh, yeah. So, um, if I swap, you can fall over an attorney, you bump your head, you're freaking KO'd. Yeah, I've seen it happen before, actually. <laughs> Jeez. Suck head, dude. So, uh, it's Alex, it's pouring rain here today. The sun's coming out. Well, it was pouring this morning, so I think our, our, our mountain It's bike... raining here, too, actually. Is it really? Oh, wow. Yes, it's no raining way. in California. Dude, it yeah. always rains when I'm gone, Damn and then by the time I get home, the trails are dry again. The skyline would be so good today. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. Because, see, in California, dirt, in backyard, we have, just look... California, we have trails that we know are good, and you could ride in the rain. Yep. Like Skyline and, and San Juan, you could ride those. But like here, we don't know what's going on. And that Draper Park, they just have those gates that they close. Yeah. Mm. And you're already going to get it on two sides anyway. Either you're riding in the rain or you're riding an e-bike, and they're going to scream at you, all yeah. the locals. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. tourists are ruining our shit. Yeah. Yeah, Bike Shop Guy says, maybe if we're lucky, Wednesday. Really? For bobsled and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Dude. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Wow. Bummer. So we went to uh, bobsled with Rod Bell yesterday. He was ripping. Was he? Was yeah. he sending it on he, his GT? His GT. He still had his reflectors on his wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. But uh, what's the guy's name from? Uh, Pit Viper. Pit Viper. Is it Jason or Josh or something? Uh, freaking dude. Why am I drawing a blank? That Sean guy sends it. That guy rips. Yeah, dude. Cause I Jim followed, York, Jim York. Yeah. Yes. So I followed Rod Bell through the A race upper segment. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I followed that guy over all the jumps and the drops and everything. And he was he was a sender. Dude, he. I will send you some videos of him on Instagram. Holy shit, dude! That guy <laughs> has no fear whatsoever, <laughs> dude. It's yeah. so funny. Dude, remember <laughs> at the end of uh, bobsled. Those like huge wood drops on the left side that like we didn't really fuck with last year, but Lo- yeah, Lopes yeah. did it. He sent it off that really really high one and almost hit his face on the handlebars. Yeah, he almost ended. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But I don't know. Anyhow, hey, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some main event action to talk about with Alex next Monday. And uh, hopefully, I'll have to hand you a check on Monday, right? Oh yeah. So excited for the shootout! Shootout will be fun. Yeah, same. The shootout will be fun. So, what do you think? Do you think uh, Champion will win the shootout, or will it be another Uh, surprise? I'm gonna say a surprise. Yeah, it's usually champions are usually mellow, mellow, wrapping (laughs) shit up, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say Jet. Yeah, I could see Jet. Maybe Hunter again. That would be cool for them to go like one, two. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Right. I guess I should say Joe. I am say Jet. Anyway, <laughs> guys, thanks for listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Don Maeda signing off for Chase Curtis, Michael Antonovich, and uh, Alex Wendy Ray. Thanks for listening. Jeez. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, 
ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.